Welcome to the Money Love Podcast. I'm your host and money coach, Paige Pritchard. If you're ready to uplevel your results in relationship with money, you're in the right place. Each week, I give you the tools to transform your mindset, manage your emotions, and achieve results with your money you never dreamed were possible. Hi, love. Welcome to episode 72 of the Money Love Podcast. I hope your week is off to a really great start. I know mine is. This is going to be a very busy week for me, putting all the finishing touches on overcoming overspending, which is coming out one week from today, you guys. I can't express how excited I am to get it out into the world and to get it into y'all's hands. I have been working so hard on it, and I'm so incredibly proud of it if I can just give myself a pat on the back. And I'm just really looking forward to working with so many of you and coaching with so many of you. It's just going to be amazing. So if you haven't already, I just want to remind you to join the waitlist if you have any interest at all in joining. Because by being on the waitlist, it doesn't obligate you to anything, but it does get you an extra $50 off the founding member rate that only waitlist members will receive. So you can join the waitlist. It's really easy. You can use the link in the show notes of this episode. You just put in your email and then you'll be on the list. And then next Tuesday morning, when you open up your email, you'll have an email in your inbox with an email for waitlist members only that has the discount code that gets you your $50 off when you go to check out in the cart. So there's that. And then also, this is the last episode dropping in February. (laughs) Next Tuesday is March 1st, which is hard to believe. But that means I am picking another winner for the YNAB giveaway. And if you haven't heard or you missed this announcement, I am giving away a free annual subscription to my favorite money tool, YNAB. You need a budget every single month in the year of 2022. So 12 of you are going to be getting a completely free year of YNAB from yours truly. And the only thing that you have to do to enter the giveaway is to simply leave a review of the podcast on iTunes. So you're going to go to iTunes. You're going to scroll all the way down. You're going to leave a five-star review. You have to write something because if you don't write something, I'm not going to see that you left a review. iTunes doesn't show me if you just click the five stars. You got to write something. And when you leave your review, just put your review under your Instagram handle when you have to put in your name. That way, if you are the winner, I have a very clean and easy way of finding you. But this month, the winner is Brittany Violet. She says, couldn't stop listening. What a wonderful gem. I have a list of podcasts to listen to, and I randomly stumbled across Paige on Instagram, and I couldn't get enough of her straightforward facts and information. Her podcast got added to my list to start listening, and needless to say, I couldn't stop. I had to run out and buy the new earpods finally so I could finish listening while at work and relaxing. Win-win. Can't wait to hear more. So Brittany Violet, thank you so much for your kind review. I'm so happy to hear that you got yourself some earpods so you can continue listening to the podcast. I will find you to get you your free year of YNAB, but if this is you and you are listening, also feel free to DM me on Instagram so we can get you set up and it's just easy for us to find each other. So again, y'all, you can be the winner. We're going to do 10 more of these in the month of 2022. So make sure you go and you leave your review on iTunes. All right, this week, we are going to be talking about a really, really important concept called your spending self-concept. 
I can't stress enough how important this topic is. And I think by the end of the episode, you will understand why. I know that this concept maybe doesn't seem the most riveting or the most interesting, but every time I coach with one of my clients on this and they're able to transform their spending self-concept, the results that they are able to create with their finances blows their mind and it always blows my mind. Now, I've touched on this concept of your self-concept in a lot of different episodes, but we've kind of just barely scratched the surface. We haven't really taken the time to deep dive into this topic, which that's what we're going to do today. So let's just dive in. What is your self-concept? This might be a term that many of us are not familiar with, so let's just begin by defining it. Your self-concept is how you see yourself. It's your thoughts that you think about yourself, the beliefs that you have about yourself. It's what you believe to be true about you. And we all have a lot of thoughts. We have a lot of thoughts about the circumstances of our world. We have thoughts about inanimate objects like money. We have thoughts about other people in the world. And then, of course, we have thoughts about ourselves. And the truth is, out of all of these categories of things that we have thoughts about and beliefs about, the thoughts that you think about yourself are by far the most important thoughts that you have because they will have the biggest impact over the results that you're able to create in any area of your life, but especially with the results that you're able to create with your finances. Now, I'm going to explain to you why this is true, but before we get into that, let me just say that we've all heard of the term self-esteem, right? Of course we have. We've all heard of self-esteem. We all know what self-esteem is, but I'm still going to give you the formal definition, as I like to do. Google says that self-esteem is the confidence in one's own worth or abilities. The confidence in one's own worth or abilities. Now, confidence is a feeling, right? Which means that confidence in our abilities with spending and with money comes from our thoughts and the way that we choose to think about ourselves. And I know that we like to think of confidence and self-esteem and self-respect and all of these things like set personality traits, don't we? And we talk about ourselves and other people in these fixed terms. We'll say, oh, she's so confident. Oh, she's so sure of herself. Or we'll say, I'm just not a very confident person. Like confidence and having high esteem is something that we're just bored with. It's just the way that we are. We talk about confidence and self-esteem like we either have it or we don't. But the amazing news is that confidence, esteem, self-respect, they aren't fixed traits. It's not in your DNA. It's not something that you either have or don't. It's something actually that you cultivate and grow through your self-concept. It's based on the way that you think about yourself, the way that you intentionally choose to see yourself. Here is why having a strong and healthy and positive self-concept is so important. It's because whatever you believe about yourself, that's what will come true. That's what will manifest. That is the exact result that you will end up creating for yourself. It really is the craziest thing. I've seen this with myself, so many of my clients and students. And like I said, one of my favorite things as a coach is showing my clients 
how the way they think about themselves will actually determine the results that they create in their own lives. It really is this super powerful aha light bulb moment. Now, this works because of two main things. The first is from the chain of events of the model, that your thoughts create your feelings, your feelings drive your actions, and then your actions totaled up over time create your results. And I will show you a couple examples of this in a second. But the second reason that this is true is because your brain is like an efficient computer. One thing your brain is always trying to do is to be right. Don't ever forget that. Your brain loves to be right about things, and it loves to prove your thoughts true for you. This is because our brains are survival brains that are always working to simply just keep us alive. Your brain really will just be working to do the absolute bare minimum to ensure survival. Your primitive caveman brain is not really concerned with helping you thrive and reach your highest potential. It just wants you to stay in the cave, seek pleasure, avoid pain, be efficient, and conserve energy. Reaching your highest potential is one of your primitive brain's least favorite thing because that's something that actually requires a lot of challenge and discomfort and uncertainty, all things that your primitive brain hates. But because your caveman brain is really only concerned with the bare minimum of survival, which, yes, of course, that's important, but we want to do more than just survive, right? We want to thrive. But when your primitive brain is like, okay, all I really care about is survival, then that's going to be its number one goal always. It's always going to be working to be right about the things that you think. Because being right about things provides certainty to your survival brain. And certainty is one of the most important things for survival. So anything that you believe about yourself, your brain is going to work incredibly hard to make it come true through your emotional experience and then the actions that stem from that emotional experience. And once this chain of events starts to unfold, it becomes trickier because you are giving yourself then more evidence that your brain has to support your self-concept, good or bad. I always say that human beings are self-fulfilling prophecies. You are a self-fulfilling prophecy. What we believe we will make true. And that is most true with our self-concept. What we think about, we will bring about. So here are a couple of examples to really illustrate this point to you. Let's say that you have a self-concept around money and you're spending, that you're undisciplined, and that you just have a really hard time sticking to any type of spending plan. So your spending self-concept is, I'm undisciplined and I can't stick to a plan. That's what you believe about yourself. And when you believe that and you think those thoughts, I want you to think about how those thoughts feel to you. What is the physical sensation that those thoughts create within you? For me, when I think I'm undisciplined, I can't really stick to a plan, I feel very kind of lazy. I feel apathetic. I feel undisciplined. When you think I'm not disciplined, you will feel undisciplined. And when you feel undisciplined, you will behave in an undisciplined way. And then you will create the result of being an undisciplined person. The other example, I can't stop spending money. When you think the thought, I can't stop spending money, how does that thought feel to you? 
When I think that thought, I feel very out of control. I feel powerless in a sense. So then I think, okay, when I feel powerless, what do I do? Or when I feel out of control, what do I do? For most overspenders, what they try to do to gain a sense of that control back is they start to go out and spend money. The result that they actually end up creating is that they can't stop spending money, all because they have the self-concept that they can't stop spending money. So those are just two examples, very common ones that I see. But I just want to show you guys that it doesn't matter what you think about yourself, good or bad. Because whatever it is, you will end up proving it true, and then your self-concept will deepen or strengthen either for the better or for the worse. It's going to strengthen for the better if it's a self-concept and a belief that creates a positive result for you, or it's going to deepen for the worse if it's a negative self-concept that creates a result within your life and within your finances that you don't like and doesn't serve you and doesn't take you in the direction that you want to go. Something else that's really interesting that I discovered doing a lot of planning and research for overcoming overspending is that compulsive shoppers tend to have much more negative self-concepts about themselves than those who have what we would consider healthier spending habits. And studies have shown that many over shoppers actually suffer from low levels of self-esteem and from high levels of insecurity. And because of that, they are more prone to fantasizing about what their purchases will do for them. And they often see material items as the ticket to feeling better about themselves and to being more desirable to other people. And so many compulsive shoppers, they don't accept themselves as they are. They feel insecure and they often have a desire to be transformed into some new idealized version of themselves. And the way that they think that they're going to achieve that is through buying things. This is just a thought error that so many of us have that just simply isn't true. We talked about this a couple episodes ago, but consumer culture tells us that our self-worth and our self-esteem can be purchased. And many people really do believe that. And they try to do it. Not only do they believe it, but they try to do it. And then they're only left incredibly disappointed in the end because they realize after they have all this excess and clutter and they've overspent and they've driven themselves into debt. They realize that they still feel terrible about themselves and that the stuff didn't make them feel better about themselves in any way. So in a sense, who they are becomes confused with what they have. And again, this is the state of emotional childhood that many adults go through their lives living in, which is the belief that circumstances, material items, and goods can buy happiness, and the truth is they cannot. Self-esteem is a function of your internal stock, of your values and beliefs that you hold about yourself, not your external inventory, not your possessions, your house, your car, your wardrobe. So self-esteem comes from who you believe yourself to be, not what you own. But this gap between the way that you see yourself, your current self-concept, and then the way that you'd like to be is called your self-deficiency gap. And research has shown that this self-deficiency gap is substantially larger for over shoppers than it is for normal buyers. 
And so I want you to spend a little bit of time thinking about your own self-deficiency gap and how wide is that gap? How much distance and space is there right now between who you perceive yourself to be in the current moment and who you would like to be in the future? Because the distance between those two ideals is your self-deficiency gap. Now, I need to point out something here that's so important that we gain some awareness over. First, I'm going to repeat the point I said earlier, that the way that we close the self-deficiency gap is not through buying things and acquiring more and living in excess. Again, you cannot buy your self-worth. I'm going to say it a million times. The way that we close the self-deficiency gap is through thinking new things and strengthening our self-concept from being a negative one that doesn't serve us to a more positive one that is much more productive. So we do not close the gap by acquiring things. We close the gap by acquiring new thoughts. But when we think that we can close this gap through spending and acquiring things, this is the tricky part, I want to show you that it actually creates the opposite result of what you think it will. So most adults who have very large self-deficiency gaps think that they can purchase their way to closing the gap. But when we do that, all that's really happening is we are just widening the gap. We're putting more space between who we think we are and who we desire to be. Because the more we try to buy our self-esteem, the more unsuccessful we will feel because it just doesn't work. But instead of realizing, oh wait, this just isn't how it works, we think that the problem lies with us. We make it mean something terrible about us. We think that we're the problem. And so the more we overspend to close the gap, the more we set goals and don't hit them, the more stressed we become because of our debt that we're racking up, the more undisciplined and out of control that we feel, that gap is just going to become wider and wider and wider because your current present self-concept will continue to become more negative and more negative until we get to a point where we are so far off. That gap is so wide from the person we perceive ourselves to be and the person that we want to be. It just starts to seem like an impossible bridge to cross and a gap that we cannot close. And so we just end up giving up, which is the really sad part. So the process of strengthening our self-concept and forming one that helps us reach our highest potential starts with the recognition and the acceptance that the way to close your current self-deficiency gap isn't through the acquisition of things. It's through the acquisition of new thoughts and beliefs about yourself. And once we have that realization to build this process upon, we have to explore the process of believing new things. Now, I've already done an entire podcast episode. It's episode 11 titled How to Believe New Things on this process. But here are the steps that I want you to go through here. The first step is to figure out what your current spending self-concept is. Okay, where are we starting? What are the dominant thoughts that you have about your spending and about your ability to manage your financial resources at the highest level? You can first assess just generally, high level, are they mostly negative or are they mostly positive? But I do want you to get really specific and figure out what is the specific spending self-concept that you have right now. 
You can do this through a thought download. You can do this in a coaching session. You can do this by talking to a friend or a mentor. Just pay attention to the sentences in your brain that flow out of you. One thing I do want to point out, though, is that your current self-concept when you first start this process will be based in your past. It will be based on past choices that you've made and past results that you've created. And again, this is just your brain being efficient, living in that motivational triad. Your brain loves the past because the past has already happened. The past is solidified in time, which means it's certain, and your brain loves certainty. So it's really important here that when you're evaluating your current self-concept, you have the awareness that your very smart and very efficient brain is probably going to default to your past. And I want you to know that that is normal for your brain to do, but it's also very unhelpful of your brain to do that for you. Because when you're forming your self-concept based on your past, all that's going to do is just enable you to continue that self-concept based on the results that you've already created that you don't like. And then you're just going to keep in this rinse and repeat cycle, repeating more of your past. But after you identify your current self-concept, you need to decide if that self-concept is serving you. And you'll know this or not by the results that you're creating. If you like the results that you're creating and they align with the life that you want to be living, then your self-concept more than likely is serving you. But if your results aren't so stellar and you're not very happy with them, then more than likely you have a self-concept that isn't serving you and you have to do the work to change it. This means coming up with a new self-concept. And so if you have a current present self-concept that is rooted in your past and you don't like your past, you don't like the past choices that you've made with money, the past decisions that you've made with your spending and the past results that you've created, We cannot continue moving forward with a self-concept that is rooted in our past. We have to come up with a new self-concept that is rooted in our future. And this is actually going to be very challenging for your brain because your brain doesn't like the future. Why? Because the future hasn't happened yet. It's very uncertain. There's no evidence to point to in the future. But this becomes the really fun part because now we get to actually create our future on purpose by deciding what we want to believe about ourselves in order to create any future result that we want. I always tell you guys, there is no belief police. There is no harm in believing amazing, empowering, and wonderful thoughts about yourself that are going to help you create the results that you want. So your new self-concept that I want you to come up with, it has to be based in your future self, the best and the highest version of her and whatever she looks like. I don't want you bringing anything from the past that isn't productive and that doesn't serve you. Got it? (laughs) So we're going to form our new self-concept by trying on new thoughts like we try on new outfits. And we're going to practice ones that we like and that we want to eventually adopt as a permanent part of our self-concept. We're going to solidify our convictions, and we're going to strengthen our determination when we make positive statements that describe what we want to believe and who we want to become. So here are some examples of beliefs that you can adopt as a part of your spending self-concept. These are some that I came up with. If any of these feel good to you, feel free to practice them and adopt them. 
Here we go. I only shop when I'm calm and in control of my emotions. I plan my spending ahead of time and I always have a clear path for where I am and where I want to be financially. I spend my money on the things that bring me the highest amount of value. I cope with negative feelings in more effective ways than buying. I transform self-destructive behaviors into constructive ones. I am grateful for who I am and for what I have. I am an excellent saver and I am an excellent spender. I am disciplined and in control with my financial resources. So those are some amazing places to start. And remember, even if some of these don't feel true to you because your brain is looking at your past and saying, yeah, but my past doesn't support those thoughts, my response to you is, it doesn't matter. Who cares? Just start believing that these thoughts are actually things that are true about you. Start believing that this is the type of person that you are. And if you feel resistance to adopting a new self-concept because you feel very trapped and very attached to your current story, I need you to hear that you can believe anything about yourself that you want, even if you don't currently have evidence to support it. One of the biggest misconceptions that we have is that we have to rely on the past evidence and the past results to create our self-concept. The opposite is true. We can use future results that we want to create, but we haven't yet to create a new self-concept. And in fact, that is the quickest way from getting to where you are to where you want to be because you're adopting the thoughts and beliefs that you're going to need to believe to get you there the quickest. Sometimes you guys say to me, like, I can't believe that about myself because it's not true. And like I said, my response is, first of all, you get to decide what's true. And second of all, there is no belief police. You're not going to get in trouble. No one's going to come get you or arrest you because you decide to have a positive self-concept about yourself without any current evidence to support it. In fact, it's like, why the heck not? Like, what is the harm in thinking wonderful, amazing, empowering thoughts about yourself and your ability to create the financial life that you want? What's the harm in that? When you really think about it, there is no downside to it. So we might as well just try it and see what happens because I can tell you this, having a negative self-concept and a very wide self-deficiency gap isn't doing any favors for anybody, mostly for yourself. So I just want you to remember this. I know the world that we live in wants to tell you that the question that you need to be answering is, what do I need to buy? What do I need to acquire? to become the person that I want to be and to live the life that I want to live. But here's the real truth. (laughs) The real question that you need to be asking yourself and answering every single day is, what do I need to believe about myself in order to become the person that I want to be and to live the life that I want to live? When you think empowering thoughts about yourself, you will feel empowered and you will take empowered actions with your money And you will blow your own mind with the financial results that you're able to create. And then instead of being stuck in a thought loop, in a self-concept where you keep digging yourself deeper and deeper into a hole and you're widening that self-deficiency gap daily, you'll be instead creating a loop that takes you higher and higher and makes you wealthier and wealthier. And that is what I want for each one of you. But again, 
It doesn't start with doing. It starts with thinking new things. And we always have to be diligent about evaluating our thoughts that we have about all things, all experiences, other people, but we have to be especially diligent and protective over the thoughts that we think about ourselves, our self-concept. Because again, your self-concept consists of the most important thoughts that you think about yourself. Anything that you think about yourself will come true. And it's not like in a woo-woo way. It's through the chain of events of how we are wired to function as human beings. What you think about, you will bring about. So if you're not happy with the results that you're creating, I want you to ask yourself, do I like the way that I see myself? What do I believe to be true about me? And do I like that? Does it feel good? Do I feel empowered? And I'm not saying it has to be perfect and 100% of the time, but just Generally speaking, how do you feel about yourself? How you feel about yourself is based on how you think about yourself. And I guarantee you that if you run a model, if you take a part of your self-concept and you stick it in a model, anything in that T-line will then show up in the R-line. If you believe you're not disciplined, you won't be disciplined. If you believe that you can't stop spending money, you won't be able to stop spending money. If you think, I'm not someone who's smart enough to figure this out, you will not figure it out. Your self-concept matters so much because it will come true. So if you want to blow your own mind and create results that you've never been able to create before, you're going to have to think things about yourself that you've probably never thought about yourself. But that's okay. We can do that. Because again, any and all thoughts are available to all of us. And I say, why not? Why can't we just all go out and think amazing, wonderful, empowering thoughts about ourselves that then will show up in our result line? Because it works both ways. Your self-concept is either going to work for you or it's going to work against you. And I say, let's have it work for us. So that is what I have for you guys this week. Before we wrap up, make sure to join the waitlist in Overcoming Overspending. There is an entire module on your spending self-concept. And we spend a lot more time diving into this concept and I walk you through the step-by-step process and give you a lot of probing questions on discovering what your self-concept is and then figuring out your self-deficiency gap and where you are now and where you want to be. And then we also walk through the process of believing new things so that again, we can actually start to effectively close that self-deficiency gap, not from buying things and acquiring things and trying to purchase our way to closing that gap, but closing the gap through new thoughts rather than new things. So again, the podcast is great, but it's passive learning. It's so important that you're actually actively applying these concepts to your life. And if you're wanting a community to do that in, if you're wanting coaching to do that in, Overcoming overspending is going to be the place where all of that is going to happen. So join the waitlist, get your $50 off. Do not miss the opportunity to do that. And also make sure you leave your review of the podcast on iTunes to win your free year of YNAB in the upcoming months. All right, you guys, I love you so, so much. Have a fabulous week and I will see you all next Tuesday in March. Love you guys. Bye. Hey girl, if you enjoyed this episode, I want to invite you to join me in overcoming overspending. 
It's my signature program where I take you through my three-phase approach to stop impulse shopping and overspending so that you can finally start making substantial progress with your finances. Through the self-paced online program, the student community group, and live weekly coaching with me, you will receive all the encouragement you need to finally achieve lasting change with your money habits that have been sabotaging you for so long. You'll have money back in your pocket. You will leave behind the stress and the worry that you currently experience with money, and your spending will be controlled purposeful and actually feel good and be fun. The best part is it's 100% risk-free. You have a lifetime to implement my proven process. And after doing that, if you don't make your investment back, I will give you a full refund. Your results are guaranteed or the program is on me. Just head over to overcomingoverspending.com to get started. I can't wait to have you as a student within the program.